I'm World Cup champion Megan Klingenberg. Wondering who you should root for at the FIFA Women's World Cup? I'm hosting a new podcast, my new favorite Futbolista, where I will introduce you to soccer's brightest stars and the causes they are championing. From the 22-year-old American phenom speaking out about student-athlete mental health. I try to just like approach everything with like you don't know what someone's going through. To the U.S. defender who travels to tournaments with her young son. Am I ever going to be able to run for five minutes straight? Check out my new favorite Futbolista wherever you listen to podcasts. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. My name is Carter Cavazos. I am from Aurora, Illinois. I live right here in Chicago now. All right, can you name any players that play in the WNBA? Yes. Uh, Candace Parker. No, no, that's wrong. No, delete it. The way that you laughed at me made me feel insecure in my answer. Candace Parker, Brittany Griner. Okay, lots of other strong black women. Okay, I support them. Yes. Just a little teaser for now. That's all you get from me. This is Rebound Revolution, a not-so-basketball podcast bringing you the revolutionary on and off the court happenings in the WNBA. From queer baddies to history to ones to watch, join me, Money, as we get into it all. Welcome to Rebound Revolution. I am the host of this here podcast, and my name is Montanique, but everybody lovingly calls me Money or Dr. Money, and that doctor was earned, okay? (laughs) I have a PhD in marriage and family therapy, which makes me a therapist by day and a podcaster by other days. And while I was earning and finishing my PhD, I felt all this pressure to stop doing the things that I loved, and that included watching basketball. I think a lot of folks who aren't socialized as men have this experience of feeling like you have to give up like your games or like parts of your childhood in order to be taken seriously. And as like a Black queer woman in PhD world, I was already feeling like I was fighting for some kind of authenticity. So that means I lost total touch with basketball, the game that I love, for about eight years. I was just totally out of the loop and didn't know what was going on. I found it really hard to return to basketball after completing my PhD because sports spaces feel like they're always trying to pull your authenticity card and like test you and see how much you know. And as someone who grew up going to Liberty Games, who was a huge fan all through elementary, straight up through high school, this felt really hard for me, right? Like I felt like an imposter in a space that I had felt so seen in and so loved in. But then I remembered that Sports fans are not really the same as WNBA fans. (laughs) W fans are just so welcoming. 
And so when I got tapped by my homies at Edit Audio and The Cube who were thinking up a WNBA podcast, I knew that I wanted to create a podcast that had the same feel as WNBA fans. Very open, welcoming, no prior knowledge necessary, right? Rebound Revolution is definitely a labor of love that's come from my own love for the game and my own journey on returning back to being a super fan. So when you're listening to Rebound Revolution, you can expect really fun interviews with guests, if I must say so myself, (laughs) who are connected to the league and basketball in general, Segments that cover the dopest fashion in the league. I mean, come on, walk-in fits. Fundamentals, which takes us back to terminology and understandings of what's happening. And players and teams to watch out for. Okay, so before I tell you more about the show, our producer, Melissa, actually went to her first WNBA game last week. And she's in the studio with me now to tell us more. Hey. <laughs> hey, Melissa. <laughs> hey, Money. Hey, Dr. Money. <laughs> we just got to let the audience know, though. Dear listeners, to preface, yeah. <laughs> we love Melissa, okay? But her basketball puns <laughs> have been way missing. They don't hit. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll get in to the game a little bit so we can help her out with her basketball wordplay. <laughs> Amen. I will take all the assistance that you can provide. But I feel like really being at the game helped me so much. And the whole time I was like, wow, I cannot wait to tell money. My knowledge is about to go up. <laughs> and it did. I'm so happy to say that it did. <laughs> okay. So what game did you go to? Okay. So I definitely know this. I know I don't know a lot, but I definitely know this. It was the first ever game outside of the U.S. in Toronto, and it was between the Minnesota Lynx and the Chicago Sky. Yes. Two really incredible teams. I kind of got some of it based off of being there and seeing, you know, the vibes. But I definitely want your expertise to tell me what should I know about these teams in general. Ooh, what you should know about these teams. The Lynx is like a old school legendary WNBA team, right? They were like a championship okay. dynasty back in the early 2010s. And they're really like excited to get back to that. The roster is a little shaky this year. So we'll see if they can do it. But <laughs> one thing about the Lynx is that they play with a lot of power, And speaking of power, Mm. Ariel Powers, mm, one of my faves on the team. And she's a nerd. She's like a gamer. So, yeah, that's the links. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I was hearing the name Powers that rings a bell. I definitely could sense the power between both teams because they were playing down. Yes. Well, of course, like the Lynx versus Chicago is going to be a fight in the energy department when it comes to power because the Chicago Sky, energy. Okay, first of all, you probably figured this out, but their fans, yes, Chicago Sky fans are serious. They are proud and loud. 
I love the Chicago Sky fan base. They're like some of the most active on social media. And yeah, I think the team plays that way too, proud and loud. Mm -hmm. I can definitely sense that. Also fun nerd fact. So Chicago is actually one of Toronto's sister cities. So I feel like by extension, that makes me a Sky fan potentially. (laughs) Okay. I mean, not a bad place to start. They they were just the <laughs> champions like two seasons ago. So, <laughs> okay. I feel good about my decision based off of very little, aka one game, but they actually won the game. So, as the time went on, I felt myself rooting for them, but also low key. I mean, I can definitely reference check this. This is part of my growing knowledge. I think there might be a Canadian on the links because I feel like people were also going up for the links in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was rooting for the Canadian, but then also the Chicago Sky is such a great team. <laughs> yes, it was undeniable. And so this is the thing. I was in there, I was cheering, but I didn't really know specifically what to say. And so I was like, you know who would know what I should be cheering? This is money. So next time I go to a game, because obviously I'm going to go back, what should I be yelling out to make it seem like, oh, I, I be knowing, I know what's up, like, I'm in the know. Yeah, so two things come to mind. So whenever a whistle gets blown, it doesn't matter who you're rooting for. You can just say, come on, ref. Okay. Because <laughs> at any game, somebody <laughs> is going to be upset with the refs, like disagree with the calls on the floor, ask that they be reviewed. That's like a really easy way to be like, okay, I'm in this. I know what's mm. going on. <laughs> yeah. And then you can always just cheer. <laughs> okay, okay. So cheering is is the standard. Now I know I could have just said, come on, ref, and people would have been like, oh, she knows what's yeah. <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, obviously you love the W. You go to a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you do to prepare when you go to a game or any kind of rituals or superstitions that you have? Ooh. So I think to prepare for a game, all I do is I get my outfit ready, you know? Of course. (laughs) I always want to make sure I'm cute, but also that I have a good bag because the merch is usually always sold out online or like really hard to find. And so being at the arena and at the games is where I usually grab a t-shirt or two. So I always make sure I have a good bag to throw the merch in. But at the game, I have a huge superstition about recording when the game is close, even if it's at the end of a quarter, Mm -hmm. because if I'm recording, my team is not going to (laughs) win. I have no video of my team's winning at the end of a game. So now I just don't (laughs) record... I just don't record at the end of quarters and like at the end of the game, like those final seconds, you're not going to see me with my phone out. I mean, first of all, I get it because then you can be present. But also, yeah, if if the phone's not doing what it needs to do, we will leave that to the side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was the atmosphere like? Like, what did it feel like to be at a game for the first time? It was so energetic. And I 
think what I really enjoyed, there were a lot of families there, but I could also tell there were a lot of young folks, a lot of young girls who you could really see the energy in terms of having role models and having a generation of players who are playing at an elite level. Mm -hmm. The WNBA is elite who they can really look up to. And so that kind of intergenerational space was so nice to see because you could see for these youth that this was really going to be something that they had remember yeah. and they were literally a part of history as I was. So I felt immense gratitude and I was just happy to see that there are just a wider array of role models for, you know, young folks to look up to. Mm -hmm. And Serge Ibaka, who used to play for oh, the, Raptors. the Raptors in yeah. Toronto, was there. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I felt like it was important to see a cosign, you know, not that they need a cosign, but just to see someone from the NBA there showing love he was on the jumbotron you know waving it up i was like this is dope okay we out here yes. you know uh -huh. that sounds so dope and that's also my experience when i go to games sometimes there's like a whole team of young girls who are like at a game watching and really excited but okay so <laughs> i want to ask you if you learned anything about basketball at the game and that's no shame melissa <laughs> I mean, if it was, it's deserved. Just to improve the the basketball, you know, wordplay, were there any fundamentals? See what I did there that you picked up on? <laughs> yes. So I was so grateful to be sitting in a group of all Black women. And so that just made the space feel super safe and enjoyable. And so the person that I was sitting next to actually put me onto game for real. And is that what people say? I hope so. Um, <laughs> told me about the 24 seconds because I saw 24 seconds on the clock and I had no idea what that meant. I don't know if that was to call a break <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, to change over. I had no idea. And so she helpfully said, that is actually the possession mm -hmm. clock, meaning that each team can only possess the ball for 24 seconds at any given time. Because mm -hmm. at a certain point, I would see people just making all kinds of shots. And I was like, no, sh I mean, I'm not a player, but I was looking like, what are we doing? <laughs> and then I realized it's because when the clock runs out, you got to do what you yes. got to do. So that is something that I can definitely say that I learned. And I am one step closer to the Dr. Money School <laughs> of WNBA elite knowledge. You know. <laughs> Shout out to you for learning about the shot clock. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much, Money. I am so excited to have gone to a game and to actually be able to say that I know something now and can experience even like one sixteenth of the things that you've experienced in all your years as a fan. So I'm excited for this season and for everyone to hear all of the amazing things that you have to share. Oh, I'm really excited too, Melissa. And I hope we get to catch a game together soon. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Gotta get you out to see the, the New York Liberty. <laughs> We heard you loud and clear. You love the WNBA and want more analysis and insight on your favorite players. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All season long, we'll be bringing you the post-game analysis that you crave and sitting down for interviews with athletes across the W. You can listen to Queens of the Court on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So if you've made it this far, I hope something has sparked your interest in the WNBA. Outside of listening, maybe it was Brittany Griner's detention in Russia being one of the biggest news stories last year. Or maybe it was all that talk about the NCAA Women's Championship game. Or maybe you just think Candace Parker is real fine. It's okay, we all do. Whatever boy you hear, I want you to know that you do not have to be an established fan to enjoy this podcast. In fact, in so many ways, I'm not what comes to mind when people think of a basketball fan. I'm a woman, I'm gay, I'm a Black feminist nerd, and I was so bad at sports that I passed phys ed in high school by serving as the stat scoreboard person for my high school team. So why, you might ask, is me, this chronic C gym class student, a WNBA fan and hosting a basketball podcast? Well... Because the WNBA, in so many ways, is unlike any other professional sports league in America. And because the W is so unique, I love it. And I think you should, too. This is Rebound Revolution, a not-so-basketball podcast bringing you the revolutionary on- and off-the-court happenings in the WNBA. Sure, we'll talk teams, players, and their wins, but we'll also talk about gossip, protests, fashion, and their wins off the court. No prior WNBA knowledge is necessary, I promise. Think of this podcast as an introduction to the experience of being a W fan. Rebound Revolution is an edit audio original podcast created in collaboration with The Cube. I'm your host, Money McEachern. And this episode was produced by Melissa Houghton, Mick Finnegan, and me. It was edited, mixed, and mastered by Mick Finnegan. Our supervising producer is Anna Deshawn. Our executive producer is Steph Colburn. Thank you to Kathleen Speckert and the whole Edit Audio team.